What is up, everyone? I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, and this is the 10th episode of Comic Vacation Podcast. Uh, I am not here with my co-writing, co-hosting cohort, the man, the myth, the legend, G-Money, because I finally hit him with one of those rocks. I mean, I got good aim. I can't, I can't deny it. Uh, nah, seriously, uh, he's just been swamped this week. Uh, he hopefully, fingers crossed, will be back next week. Um, uh, so before we start, I wanted to talk about viewer engagement. Um, we haven't really been getting any, and we do want to do things like, uh, maybe a Q&A section or, uh, viewer submitted uh topics to do so if you have anything like that you want um you know just put a comment or uh or tweet at us you know um because we really do want to get your your guys's input on what we should be doing going forward so just let us know and um so i guess let's get this started all right uh as per usual, we will be doing SDCC uh, material first. And first up, we got uh, Diamond Previews. Uh, they're exclusives. Um, this one's coming out from Bandai. It's a Gundam uh, a figure. It's $35, has 3,000 pieces, and it's 4.5 inches tall. Um, uh, for those listening and not like uh not gonna be you know watching on youtube it's a it has pink and it's pink and white with a a red weapon and red uh feet so um it's it, it's kind of cool but to be honest it's not my thing i mean i've i've never been huge into gundam but uh yeah it, it's a cool figure though um then we got Diamond Select with a uh, Avatar Antique PVC statue. Um, it's three thousand pieces, twelve inches tall, and it's fifty dollars. Now I should say that uh, with Diamond Select, I'm not sure about the other ones, but with Diamond Select, what they do is uh, you go to their booth and they give you like a piece of paper, and um, that piece of paper tells you what vendors are selling the things you want. And this right here, this fifty dollars is actually a suggested price. It's like when somebody uh, you have a suggested price, and then the uh, the retailer who sells it to you has a choice on how much to actually sell for. So you got to keep that in mind. Um, it might be more than this. Okay. So yeah, it's a it's a really cool bronze statue. Uh, it's not made out of bronze, so I think it's made out of uh, wood. Uh, high quality PVC. So, um, and then it's got, uh, so for people listening in, it's got like turquoise, like wind going around it. It's, it's a really cool figure. Um, next up is a Bruce Lee VHS action figure. It's $25. I mean, it is Diamond Select, so might be more than that. Um, 4,000 pieces. It's a seven inch figure. Like, it's really cool. It, it, the figure itself is. Pretty standard for a uh, pretty standard figure, but a uh, couple extra like uh, hands so you can make him pose him. He's he's got like a it says sixteen points of articulation, so he's pretty maneuverable. And um, but the uh, the case is made to look just like a VHS tape case, so that's really cool. Next up, we have from uh, Loyal Subjects a Avatar um, Ang Spirit. It's Ang in his spirit form. Um, it's five inches tall and it's twenty dollars. Three thousand pieces. It's pretty cool. Um, for those who can't see it, it is it's a clear figure with his like blue uh, arrow still in blue, and then it's got a couple faces and a couple hands. Well, I mean, it's pretty cool. Also from Loyal Subjects, you got a five-inch uh, Soka uh, figure, twenty dollars, uh, three thousand pieces. Uh, I did. Did I say five-inch? Well, if I didn't, it's five-inch. Um, 
for those who can't see it, it has a, like one version which is his face, and one version which is his war paint. And then it also has his weapons and uh, his hands, some different hand poses for what whatever he's gripping, or if you don't want him gripping anything. Um, next up, this one is my favorite. Well, the next two are my favorites. Um, this one is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade from the 1989 uh, arcade game for uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, it, they're both five inches, I believe, yes. And uh, they are, it's a two-pack, so it's $40. Um, I'm not sure how gettable this is, but I'm going to try. Uh, this is a really cool one. Uh, yeah, it's 3,000 pieces. And then the next one is a uh, Casey Jones, and he, had, he, he, he has two different skull faces for it. So no regular face, but skull faces. And then he has a bunch of weapons that, that are glow-in-the-dark. Uh, it's 3,000 pieces. It's five-inch figure, I believe, and it's $20. Next up, you have a VHS figure from Diamond Select, $25, 4,000 pieces. That's Daniel from Cobra Kai. And he's in his gi. Uh, yeah, and I mean, that's about it. Um, and then you have Johnny, also in a black, all black uh, Cobra Kai gi. Um, $25, 4,000 pieces. Uh, both of them have 16 points of articulation. Again, these, uh, these VHS figures are pretty maneuverable. Um, and then we have from Beast Kingdom, Batman Merciless Red. And this one has 18 points of articulation. And uh, no, it's $118. That's the only thing that kind of gets me. Like, it's very expensive, but it's only 600 pieces. So if you really want it, um, it it's going to be sought after. This should be your first, the first day thing that you should go get if uh if you really want it yeah you're gonna have to put in some time uh it's a one night scale it's it's really cool um next up we have john wick uh vhs action figure um also with 16 points of articulation it's 25 dollars from diamond select uh, seven inch uh and four thousand pieces I mean, for those listening online, it's a typical John Wick figure. So, I mean, I would describe it to you, but it's John Wick. Keanu Reeves in a suit. Anyways, um, next we have Judge Dredd versus Death Black and White. Um, it's a one-eighth uh, scale figure two-pack. Um, so, it's approximately four inches tall it's three thousand pieces um and it's forty dollars i would um i'd like to describe this but i'm not that talented at describing shit it's judge dread with a uh, with a uh, death black and white like kind of wrapped around him um it's really cool it really is, but like that's the thing. Like everything, it's Sandy. All exclusives are usually pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't think that this is like yeah, it's three thousand pieces. I would say this is gonna be gettable. Um, like at the con, I mean, um, even if you can't get it from the uh, the specific uh, vendor, which is uh, Haya Toys. Um, you could probably get it secondhand at somebody's, like, uh, at some resellers for not that much of a, I wouldn't think it would be that much, maybe 60 bucks, but like, uh, yeah. Um, next we got the, uh, Marvel Animated Spider-Man, uh, Spidey Sense Bust. It's $60. It's, uh, one-seventh, uh, it, it's six-inch. Um, there's a thousand pieces, uh. It looks, it, it looks cool, but I don't think these busts usually sell out. Not 100%. It, it's also Diamond Select, so you, you'll have to find it somewhere anyways. But, um, it does look cool, but I'm not a bust sort of guy, so 
I'm not going to go after it. Uh, next up is Throg. It's a PX uh, D-Stage 6-inch statue. It's $40 from Beast, uh, Beast Kingdom. Here's the thing about this one. Uh, I don't see a... Um, I don't see a limited... I don't think it's limited. So who knows how many of these they're making. Um... They're probably making quite a bit. It's it's, it's kind of like how you get like uh, Funko where they, it's yeah it's an SDCC exclusive, but you can find them, some of them everywhere, you know. Uh, so, yeah, this one might be really easy to get. So if you like it, you could probably wait wait a little while on this one, um, and it would probably be an easily got, you know. Oh. Uh, Exclusive. Next up is the uh, the Marvel Gallery Green Outfit Phoenix uh, PVC uh, State. Um, it's a fifty dollar one. It's from Diamond Select. It's three thousand pieces and it's ten inches. Um, again, it's Diamond Select, so who knows what the real price is going to be? Um, yeah, it, I mean it's really cool. I probably wouldn't get it because uh, Phoenix reminds me of Cyclops, and Cyclops makes me want to vomit. So, but hey, if Phoenix is your, is your jam, I mean, this is a very nice one. So, have fun going after that one. I'm not. <laughs> Next, we got a, a couple Robocop figures. You got the D. I'm sorry, ED two hundred nine and 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 a Robocop figure. Robocop is four point one inches. Uh, the uh the other droid is 5.5 inches um is a two pack obviously um three thousand pieces I, I was about to say is there is there a limited a, a limited amount of these yeah but it's three thousand pieces uh and it's sixty dollars so uh, Heidi toys i don't know if they change their prices but yeah should be an it should be a good one to go for if you're a robocop fan uh, next up is Transformers VHS Minis box set. These are four-inch figures. Um, uh, Two thousand five hundred pieces, and it, again, it's a four-pack, so you get four of these uh, little guys, and yeah, they're pretty cool. And that's it for those exclusives. All right. Next up. Next up, we got, so Comic-Con is implementing a new child badge. Uh, so basically, they're making, for people who, or um, for children who aged out during the pandemic, uh, they're giving you the chance to buy tickets. And so basically, they're not holding to their, uh, their deal where they uh, said that the kids who were eligible for the, like, 2020 um, child badge are still going to be eligible. They're going back on that. And I think it's bullshit. Um, unfortunately, I'm not the one who gets to make that decision. <laughs> so I have no power whatsoever. So, um, yeah, this is what they're doing. And personally, I think it really sucks. But I, I, I do understand it to an extent. They got to make money because, I mean, they missed the last, what, two cons. Um, and both they missed really four when you include uh WonderCon into that, so who knows? Maybe they're a little strapped for cash. Um, yeah, so this podcast is uh, this site's podcast, uh, they are very not knowledgeable about anything SDCC. I suggest you go watch it anytime you get the chance, they have great guests. Um, they're again very knowledgeable, and I just wanted to pimp out their their podcast. I believe it's on Tuesdays at it's six thirty uh, Pacific time. So you you're gonna have to do the uh, do the math yourself for wherever you're at because I am Pacific time. Um, the masquerade entry forms and rules have been announced. I'm not gonna go into this just simply because I don't really care that much about the masquerade. 
you can get you can get plenty of great pictures of uh people cosplaying without going to the masquerade but um although the masquerade can be cool but it's just not something i spent my time at uh, uh next up we got an under the tent so let's check this out uh, i'm so tired of uh giving alex i've heard that alex ross is just a, uh, a a tough human being to deal with. Um, now, granted, I'm taking that from one source, and maybe it was just a bad day for Mr. Ross. But still, you don't get to you don't get to treat people like crap and not get a reputation from it, you know. Anyways, hopefully this will actually load up soon because there are pictures. But uh, yeah, so um, he's just showing off some art that he's doing. And here's the thing: he's he's a wonderful artist. But if you're a wonderful artist and a piece of shit human being, that's still not good. <laughs> so yeah, um, Patrick Bel uh, Beller Bellastros um, uh, showed some more stuff. They're both really cool. Um, Project Naos got accepted to SDCC, so yeah, if you like their stuff, definitely uh, check it out. Um, Z2 Comics uh, has something brewing for SDCC. Uh, they they haven't said what, but apparently it has something to do with vampires and spaghetti. I've never heard of these guys before, but uh, I wonder if spaghetti is actual spaghetti or is it like you know spaghetti westerns or something like that. That would be interesting to find out. I might I might have to stop by just to see what they got going, or at very least uh, keep an eye out for more uh, reports on what they're doing. Uh, Priscilla Wilson is doing uh, some interesting figures again. Not my thing. I mean, a bit too girly for me. But I mean, if if you got a girl, or if you are a girl, or if you got a girlfriend, <laughs> it's probably be good for them, you know. Unless they're you know tomboys or something like that. But yeah. I mean, th these are very nice figures. They're, the 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 um the detail is very nice, and and the colors are very cool. It's just not my, not my thing. Um, unfortunately, I, I'm not even gonna read this because it's already over. Um, thing about uh you know taping your things early is that sometimes information that's time sensitive goes down the drain, but. That's just how it is. Um, I'm the only one uh, editing this stuff, so <laughs> I, I got to take my time. Uh, we got uh, Jennifer Nolan with her crochet work. Uh, if you like crochet work, she does a really good job, but um, obviously right here. Um, yeah, so check her out if you like that sort of thing. Again, just not my thing. Um, Monkey Minion. Uh, Um, so basically, they're going to have exclusives, uh, um, I mean, they already, I believe they always have exclusives, but, uh, it's nice to know that they're, and we also have exclusives that are actually about San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, that's going to be cool. That'll be cool. I always like it when they integrate uh, the actual, like, maybe the convention center in or something like that. That's always really cool to me. Um, and Terry Dotson revealed his that Comic-Con's going to be on his list. So, yeah. And uh, that's uh, and also that his commission list for the con is will open two weeks prior. So, I'm not sure. If, I guess that's two weeks prior to the actual con. I guess I will take a pre-show commission list two weeks. Yeah, two weeks before the con. So yeah, if you like his stuff, be on the lookout for that. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even gonna. Uh, ooh. Uh, Dewada Kamiks. Uh, um. If you're if you're listening to this on a on an audio version of our podcast, go over to uh, go over to YouTube 
in Iowa or comic vacation clips and look for uh this specific uh San Diego news one. I think it's like maybe six or seven. Um not hundred percent sure on that, but uh yeah, that's a hard name. That's a that's a hard name to try. But uh but yeah, you'll 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 understand what I'm working with here. It's not exactly easy. <laughs> I just realized I had the fan on. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, um, yeah, we are. So he's going to have exclusives. He's a Filipino uh, American indie comics writer, or indie comics company, whatever. Uh, the uh, Rothborn Goddess for. Uh, oh, he's gonna have a, a variant cover for the Rothborn Goddess. So that'll be cool. I might give that a check out. Uh, look, see, because I always like variant comic books covers. I'm a whore for them. I really am. Um, so the B will be will be screening at the, the con. So if you wanted to see that movie, might get a chance. I'm not sure if it's going to be an early screening or if it's just going to be like a, a disappointing screening, but. It, it'll be chat. It'll be cool to see. Um, um, Maloria, uh, Mali, well, uh, who combines metal chic and other things geek will be at the con. Um, I'm not sure if that's metal as in like, uh, you know, heavy metal or metal as in that's the, uh, that's the medium she works with, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, just got a booth confirmation from that's from uh uh Nako Malali Malali I guess all right so she's gonna be at the con so let's let's move on. Uh, the volunteer interest list has has gone up. I'm not sure. I'm gonna go into this real quick because I'm not sure if it's already closed. Um. Currently, volunteer registration for returning volunteers is open, um, and you simply need to log into your member's account. You should have until Friday, May 13th, so that's over. Um, for new volunteers each year, there is a volunteer interest list. The interest list does not guarantee a sign-up, uh, and that one is, oh, yeah. It, it, it will, oh, no, no, it would open on the 16th. Oh no, it will happen on the 16th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Um, it doesn't say when it closes. Oh, it closes when it has reached capacity. So it, it's probably over. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry guys, but like, that's just how it is sometimes. I mean, you get this stuff where it's like, uh, you want it, you want to give it to the people, but we just, we can't get it out that fast. Um, let's wait for the, uh, pictures to come up. All right, so Hollywood Horror Museum is going to have their alien-themed stuff there. That's going to be cool. I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, does it say with booth they're at? It does not. Okay, so the, this is at the, uh, at, where is it? The, uh, I'm not using so it looks like uh at their booth that week in exchange for a free badge wait what oh that's for uh volunteers but yeah it looks like they're gonna be uh they're gonna be at the booth with a lot of fun shit um if that's not enough alien for you uh clara cargia uh who co-wrote the story for the upcoming aliens inferno fall novel coming this coming this fall, uh, will be on the alien-themed panel. Oh, so if you like her, then you know where to find her. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for artist and writer Steve Bryant, uh, looks like he's going to be at uh, booth L1. Uh, that, I'm not sure if that's a small press. That's either small press or it's a artist alley. One of the two. And the two are right by each other usually, so 
not that hard. It shouldn't be that hard to find them. And um, let's see here. Beyond there, I want to know. So, uh, any chances of Fungo having another pop up? Uh, they're not giving you um, information on that yet, I guess. You'll have to wait and see. Uh, and a possibility of Funko artists doing sketches. Also, uh, more info to come. So they're keeping kind of tight-lipped. Um, let's see here. Critical Entertainment, an LA-based uh, publisher, will be making the trek uh, to San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and you'll, you can find them at booth m11 so they'll there they'll have the new comic book series minions and prisoner prisoners of ghost land in addition oh i'm sorry in association with uh patriot comic books so yeah if you want to check those out i wonder if they'll have like actual variant covers again i'm all I'm a, i really am a whore for variant covers um and there's all right. Uh, next up, uh, creator Becky Cloonan confirmed she will be going to Comic Con. Um, that'll be cool. I mean, if you if... wait, wait. Oh, guest reveal. Okay. Uh, anyways, um, it's time to play music. It's time. Oh, this is uh. So this is just listing some of the. Uh, uh, her fashion, so the, I guess, uh, her fa her universe fashion show, uh, some of the people that will be there, I'm not going to list all these, I, I don't know the, uh, the uh, her universe uh, thing that well, so, yeah, but like, <laughs> you can always just stop it and look to see whoever's on there, um, if you're listening to it on, uh, on an audio version, uh, I don't know. Go 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 listen. Go watch the clip on of this on uh, YouTube, um, and you'll be able to see all of them. Uh, next, uh, okay, this is just all of them. Okay. Come on. Okay, and that's the end of that. All right. Uh, next up, we have. Uh, parking lottery has started, and you still have time to enter. I believe it's like going on till June seventeenth. Is it June seventeenth? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Is uh, you have now between now and June twelfth uh, to enter? You can enter twice. They do want you to put in a credit card, uh, but that's just to make sure you're a human being. You know. Um, and I assume so you pay, they're not going to charge it until you actually buy something. Ace is a pretty well-known brand. You can probably trust them. Um, I am going for parking. Uh, if you drive down, I suggest you go for parking. Parking is very useful. Um, I am trying for it, even though my cousin doesn't want to do it this year. And I'm like, I'm still going to do it. I'm still, I'm still going to buy it. And if he doesn't want to use it, well, he's stupid. Um, <laughs> you know what you're gonna do you can lead a horse to water you can't make him drink and yes i'm i think my cousin has some brain power but uh no actually no horses are smarter than him sometimes um priscilla wilson has this new uh set of uh um exclusives they're four by six i do not know if they come with the uh the actually i might have already showed these but I do not know if they come with the uh, frame, and they are fifty dollars each. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, there's going to be the blood drive like uh, every year. Um, if you really want to donate blood, um, I feel like some people donate the blood just for the swag because they do give you like a swag bag. And I'm just sitting here like, there are better ways to get swag. Um, if you do not want, uh, this is only if you do not want to donate blood, but you feel obligated to, to get the swag, the, the stuff they give you probably isn't worth enough to, to do it. Like, even though you don't want to, I would just keep the blood. 
and I know that's probably not PG of me or uh, politically correct. Um, but yeah, don't do it if you don't want to. But if you do want to, it is there. Um, we already went through these. These are just the diamond select uh, specific ones. Um, we have the dates for uh, next year con. Most likely it's uh, the 19th through the 23rd or 24th. I, I can't remember. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. I guess it would be the 23rd. So, yeah. It looks like we do have the dates for that. Um, we have some special guests that were announced. Um, Tom uh, Patuk, uh, Amy Chu, Phil Lamar, uh, Barbara Willie uh, Mendez, Scott Snyder. Now, the fact that Scott Snyder is being brought in as a special guest, they're paying to have him bring in. You should know that Scott Snyder is a huge name in comic books. And that, to me, this gives credence to the fact that I think that there will be a variant cover of this new book coming out the, uh, in July. Uh, in July uh, uh, I forget what it's called, blank spaces or backspaces or something. Uh, it's about it's about firefighters, but uh, yeah, I do think that his book will get. I think it's highly likely he'll get a uh, variant cover, and I will be looking for it if it does. Um, uh, Hidakata, Hidaka, I'm sorry. Uh, Ten Jean um, will be there. Pierce Brown, Cecil Castellucci, uh, Alex DeCampi, uh, uh, Shannon Messenger, Scott Shaw, uh, J. Michael Strazeski, um, uh, Soman. Uh, oh, you know what? I already did the the, the from these down from the last uh from the last uh updated one so well we'll uh we'll we'll move on uh and here we got factory entertainments uh exclusives we got the uh a uh star trek generations enterprise uh a dt cup unfortunately ah there we go uh this looks really cool it's uh white and blue and I mean, if you're into this sort of thing, it's $45 and there are a thousand pieces. I do not, a factory entertainment doesn't always sell out of some of this stuff. So if you want it, you got at least a chance at getting it. Um, Star Trek, they also have a Star Trek hand phaser bottle opener. Uh, this is $25. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I don't know if I'd go after it necessarily. It's a thousand pieces. Um, this I would probably go after Monty Python Black Knight motivational statue. It's fifty bucks. Uh, it has some stickers that you can like uh, you can put like uh different motivational phrases on it. I'm a huge Monty Monty Python fan, but like uh, it's five thousand pieces or not not five thousand five hundred pieces. So this one might be hard to get, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we got a Green Hornet enamel pen set, $15. It's 500 pieces. I don't know how well the Green Hornet stuff does, so, like, I don't know if you'll have a problem getting that. Maybe, maybe not. Um, let's see here. Uh... 100% soft, uh, promise they're working on a lot of stuff for SDCC, so we should be getting some stuff at some point in the near future, like some updates. Um, uh, Sarah Kippen, looks like uh, she'll have paper copies of, like, uh, what is it, an illustrated book, or... Let's see a preview of her latest sketch design. Yeah, so it looks like it's an illustrated like uh, sketches, uh, like a book type of thing. So that'll be cool. I mean, if you like this type of art, uh, Funko is going to have. They've announced that they will be having a Funko Fun Days this year, uh, and it will be black light themed. Um, not 100% sure what that means, but we'll see. 
Um, I will, once the tickets go on sale, I will be at least trying for them. Um, but this is, Funko Fun Days, if you don't know, is one of the hardest tickets to get for a after party for the con. So, like, try for it if you want, but don't get your hopes up. I've tried, like, I think for the, for five years I've tried, and I've never gotten it once. So, I'm just letting you know. It's, it's very hard to get. Like, they sell out in, like, I think, minutes <laughs> for tickets. It's crazy. Um, so, let's see here. Uh, Art Vargas is going to, or Arturo Vargas is going to have this enamel set at the con. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so, who is it? So, uh, Comic Says, or, uh, if you're looking, if you're, if you are looking to flex your writing skills, the team at The Beat is looking for help with, uh, SDCC coverage, um, especially from queer and BIPOC writers. I'm not sure what BIPOC means. I, I assume it means, like, bisexual, or... Not a hundred percent sure though. Um, I mean, it would make sense with that with queer too. So I I don't know. Uh, I, I I'm sorry about being ignorant about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're looking for writers. Uh, I mean, if you you if you got writing skills, give you give them a holler. <laughs> um, let's see here. What is this? So. Who is this? Oh, horror, uh, Hollywood Horror Museum will have a full-sized uh, alien warrior um, at their booth. So that uh, I'm definitely going to check that out. Ooh, composite effects, man. They always have the coolest uh, masks and shit. Um, I'm definitely going to check them out. They're at booth uh, 2944. Ooh. Uh, uh, oh, and... So Lego, it also says that Lego and Mattel will be back. So that's nice. Co-creator of the Dragon Prince, uh, Aaron Aisu. Uh, they are hopeful their panel will be accepted for San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I hope it does get, I love, I love um, the Dragon Prince. Uh, here's the thing. I, I don't go to panels, but I, I've been to one since I've been to Comic-Con. Actually, that's not true. I've been to two because, uh, I actually went to Hall H once in a year that had a really weak schedule. I just kind of wanted to get into Hall H as a, like, you know, a bucket list sort of thing. Um, it only took me like 20 minutes because there was nothing really playing that day that was that important and yeah so i got in there and then i also went with my cousin one one time to uh what was it um gotham a uh, gotham panel i mean panels are all right but i feel like i th there are better ways to spend my day than standing in a long ass line to get to hear like people talk that uh uh I mean, I guess panels can be fun if you're, like, if you're, like, a, if you're into that sort of thing. It's just, I would rather be on the floor going for exclusives, you know what I mean? All right, so Entertainment Earth uh, looks like we'll be definitely at the con, which is great because they always bring cool shit. Um, and and may, so they might even bring some of their legendary autograph signings, so that that should be good. They do have some really good signings. Uh, I can't think of any off the uh, top of my head, but I know people talk about how good their signings are. Um, Don Wolf uh, will be in the San Diego Comic-Con art show this year. Uh, it's a free event at the Manchester Grand Hyatt. Um, so yeah, if you want to, if you, if you really love the art aspect of Comic-Con, this is a good place to go. Uh, 
author of this dystopian graphic novel, Myopia, Richard Dent. Uh, so he's he's going to be at uh, Small Press M12. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you uh, if you're interested in this uh, book, uh, go check him out. Uh, and then uh, Creative Beast Studios has plans to finish prototype uh, our so they're going to reveal a finished prototype of the Arctic of their Arctic Dragon action figure at the San Diego Comic Con this year. And if you're watching this on uh, YouTube, you get to actually see it, see parts of it. But uh, yeah, it's really cool. Or at least what we can see from right now. But um, I might have to go check that out. Does it say a booth number? It does not. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, Legion of M, latest new letter announced about. If you didn't read latest, uh, Legend of M's latest newsletter, first, shame on you, and second, you may have missed their announcement about San Diego Comic-Con. After six years on the wait list, we will finally get to see Le Legion M in the, ex in the exhibit hall at booth 3917. Okay, so they're going, uh, they're moving on up. <laughs> uh... So Pat Shand, who will be pulling triple duty at San Diego Comic-Con this year. You can find him at the Scouts uh, Comics booth uh, promoting AZA, the Barbed booth, as well as Black, the Black Math Studios booth and Xenoscope booth. And if you aren't paying attention, that's three more booths we can count on seeing in July. So, yeah, that also kind of announces them. So, yeah. Ooh, that's a, uh, that's a, uh, that's a lot to say. Anyways. And finally, today something, it just, uh, sometimes it just, uh, so one of these Santos will be at San Diego Comic-Con. All right, and I think, oh, no, we got one more that ju literally just popped up. <laughs> we have another uh, Patrick uh, Ballesteros um, uh, exclusive showing up. What is this one? Um, to be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, let's see if it says... Uh, Uh, printed laundering the multiverse is a tribute to the best film of the year in our humble opinion that still really doesn't tell me which one it is uh, <laughs> uh is it is that the name of it laundry i don't despair uh anyways it's it's thirty dollars it, it's uh there's just 150 pieces of it. Um, I, oh, yeah, it's a 6-inch by 14-inch and only $30, really? That's kind of crazy. All right, well, I don't 100% know what this one is. I'll be honest with you. So yeah, if if you know what it is, uh, either tweet us or if you're on YouTube, comment it on in the uh, comments or tweet us at a uh, at commentification because I have no idea what this is, <laughs> no clue whatsoever. All right, so yeah, so that's all for. If I can get back, I, uh, yeah, that's all for news for now. So let's uh, so yeah, let's move on to the next um the next bit. And that is um I want to talk about clichés in comics and for this specifically I'm going to talk about the top 10 clichés I think are in comics right now. Um so number 10, we're going to go 10 to 1. So uh, from the bottom to the top that sounds dirty. <laughs> uh, Garrett, or G-Money would have appreciated that. 
<laughs> okay, so the first, I am sorry I'm looking down, but I, I have it written down right here, so, and I have bad eyes too, so, yeah. Um, first, uh, number 10 is retcons. Um, this really mostly happens in DC and, and some in uh, Marvel. Um, and it's gotten kind of old. Um, we, it, it, it seems like DC like is retconning their shit every goddamn year. And I understand it to an extent. Uh, because especially when you have like a new writer coming in or something like that, they want to have things their way. But here's the thing. When you're resting on certain characters, which both Marvel and DC do, um... You have to find ways to uh, bring in new storylines, and unfortunately, retcon has just become the uh, the standard. And uh, you can't do it all the time. You just can't. And they do, and it makes my head hurt. <laughs> but um, I, again, I do understand it because they don't really put enough effort into. Um, cultivating new characters, new, like, you know, main characters. So, I mean, at one point, I kind of feel for them, at, but I, on another, on the other hand, it's like, you dug your hole. <laughs> this is your hole. But luckily, we have things like Image who bring in new characters all the time. So, that's why I'm kind of an Image whore now. Anyways, number nine, um, character ripoffs. Oh, dude. All companies do this shit. Um, when, like, one character from, like, say, DC gets really popular, and then all of a sudden, a character that's suspiciously similar happens to pop up in Marvel, or vice versa, or a different company. It's just, it, it's annoying. It shows lack of creativity. It shows, uh, well, it shows lack of, uh, values and uh shows lack of what's the word i'm looking for here um shows lack of well shows lack of common sense because everyone everyone knows what you're doing it shows lack of uh morals there there's the word i'm looking for i don't like it but it's not gonna stop um this is a copycat industry and it, it Unfortunately, it's just sad. It is. I I wish people would think more about like, hey, what do I want to write, as opposed to uh, what will sell, because I think if they if we did that, we'd get a lot more like really really honed writing. But we don't. But they don't do that. They if people are writing to sell comics, and I understand because you you're doing this to make a living, but still. I mean, you, you got into this because you loved comics, I assume. So, why are you writing something that you don't love? Anyways, moving on. Um, young sidekicks. I, this one's on there really because I just don't understand why they have to be young. And it's it's done all the time. It's always a younger sidekick. And it's... I, like if I, I'm gonna tell you right now. If I ever get superpowers, my sidekick's gonna be that that old man, that that's yelling for kids to get off his lawn, has a walker. I I am not ageist, so there. Apparently, all these comic book writers are ageist, and they they won't give an old man a a chance. What if an old man wants to put on some spandex and fight some crime? And he doesn't have any superpowers. He just wants to be a sidekick, you know. Should be able to do it. Should. All right. <laughs> All right. The next one <laughs> astounds me on how much it's used. Lab accidents. And I'm counting Hulk in this because even though it wasn't technically in a lab, it was still an experiment that, uh, like, uh, on a bomb that, like, made him how he is. But, um... Yeah, lab accidents happen all the time. It's just, eh. I mean, can't you think of a different way to get, to give people superpowers? I mean, even even uh, Peter Parker's was a lab accident because 
the spider was in a lab and was genetically genetically modified. So, I mean, a lot of your favorite superheroes have lab accidents. I mean, does is there no government uh, restrictions on any of these labs or something? I don't know. So yeah, that one that one gets really old. Um, look at the next one. Um, when you, uh, generally speaking, when you die, you do not have the time to give off a huge speech about uh, why you did what you did or um, you know just anything. But for some reason, whenever we have like a huge death in a comic book, the person just lays there for like good six pages and gives a monologue that should not happen and um i mean don't get me wrong it, it's okay for it to happen every once in a while but it happens every goddamn time and now it's happening when like the characters aren't even that important really everyone's getting a monologue i don't want it to happen i, I do sometimes i just want the person to die that's it. That's just how it is. Um, okay, so number what are we on? Number five. Um, why is cracking while fighting? Because here's the thing. I, I actually like a good wise crack every once in a while, but it's every fucking comic now. Everybody, every comic has to have that one character who wise cracks while they uh while they're fighting, and to me that takes away from the uh, actual fight. Because it makes it seem like that one that person's not taking it seriously. So if you're, it's not if that person's not taking it seriously. How am I supposed to believe that's a serious fight? You know. Um. So yeah, and it's used all the time. It really is a cliche. And yeah, moving on. Um. Number four. This isn't about writing so much. This is on the artist side and the head-to-head -head covers. Like, you know, two people facing each other, usually angry as hell. Um, yeah, I mean, how many times have you seen it? I'm sure it's a lot. And it's not going to go anywhere as much as I'd like it to. Um, this goes to creativeness. I mean, aren't you, aren't you more creative than that as an artist? But whatever. Um, this third one... I didn't know whether I should put it on there because it is kind of controversial. And I put it up at the top because it's, it really annoys me. But um, at the same time, it's kind of essential. Um, and that's a complicated relationships. But here's the thing. The reason I put it on here and I put it so high is because a lot of times they forget that this is like a superhero comic and all of a sudden... It's a soap opera, <laughs> and I just, uh, I just don't know why they do that. Um, like, it's not a bad thing. It's just a bad thing if in excess, like everything in excess, it's a bad thing. So, yeah. Um, number two, and the reason why we have this up is uh, dead parents. It's getting out of control. Are, is there any parental authority in in superhero comics anymore? I'm starting to wonder. Um, I get it. You want something for the uh, character to overcome. But it doesn't have to be the same goddamn thing every time. Uh, so, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, think of something new. Anything new. Because... It's just getting old. Um, and then we the last one is Resurrection. This one to me is annoying as shit. Because I can't take a uh I can't take a death seriously anymore. It's just they're gonna come back. Every goddamn time. Now, if a death happens in say image, I can at least think, okay, well maybe the series will end at some point, so yeah. That person might be dead. But um, yeah, so I, I, for, especially for Marvel and DC, this happens all the time. I don't like it. Moving on. <laughs>
All right, so let's let's move on to the next one. All right, and I know what you're I know what you're wondering. Why do I have another cliche on the uh, on my picture? It, it probably seems like a uh, an oopsie on my part, but it's not. Um, I did this because uh, I want to talk cliches, but I wanted a different segment of it, and that is: is it bad to uh, put cliches in your comic books and the short answer is no cliches are cliches for a reason and that is because they generally generally speaking they work um the problem is when you like just just lace your entire comic book with them i mean at the end of the day Cliches are not going to be what, like, pro are probably, unless, of course, again, you lace your entire book with them. Um, cliches are not going to be what is the downfall of your comic. How good the writing is, that's going to be, and the art, obviously, it's a two-part system. So um, how good those two things are will dictate how well your comic book does. And I was, and there's this, that saying, uh, the cream will always rise to the top. And in comic, comic books are no different. Um, and the cream will always rise to the top. And if you're, if you're putting out good stories, if they have a couple cliches in them, it really won't matter that much. Um, so, uh, and I want to talk, and also that goes for dead genres too. Um, a lot of people want to like just completely shy away from dead genres, but again, if your writing is good, you your comic book will get picked up. I mean, you, you look at like something like uh, The Walking Dead, like uh, The Walking Dead, the, the zombie genre was dead when The Walking Dead came around. Uh, people were actually saying, "I hey, don't write us zombie comic books." And they're still saying that. To, some of them are still saying that. But uh, if you have a good enough zombie comic book, it will get published, and it will do well. Because again, cream always rises to the rises to the top. So yeah, I just I just wanted to throw that out there because I think we get too caught up on um, on writing things to sell that we don't write what we want to write and. That's important because the more invested you are in what you're writing, the better this overall story is going to be. All right, so that's just what I wanted to get by there. So uh, let's move on. All right, <laughs> I know it's an another anime one, but um, yeah. This one is about a anime called uh, Trapped in a Dating Sim. Uh, the world of Otomi Games is tough for mobs. Um, that's the, that's the actual name. That's not a statement. Um, why do I like this? Uh, so it's, it's your general Izakai harem, um, anime, which some people aren't going to like, but I, I'm okay with Izakai. I'm okay with harem. Um, the protagonist, one of the things I like about him is he's not just beloved by everyone, which is, which happens in a lot of Izakai and a lot of harems. Um, in fact, I'd say 90% of the world hates him. Um, he does some questionable things. Uh, but he, he is still, if you, if you get to know him better, he is still likable. And I think that's, does he have bad traits? Yes, he does. Um, but he still, he does things generally for the right reason. And um, you will find out that there are other people who have been reincarnated into this world. And here's the thing. Most of them have major flaws, too. So th this isn't one of those things where you have, like, a bunch of people who just are perfect in every way. And I think that's a writing, like, uh, misstep that a lot of people make. They want to make a, per a person that should be looked up to. But that doesn't make for interesting reading, you know? Um or watching in this case, uh, although there is a light novel and I have read ahead on that. Um, 
there is a scenario in this where there's a reverse harem as well, which is all, it's nice to see those types of things because they don't happen as much. Um, it's not the main character, obviously, but it's a a different character, and I just really like this one. It, it's not the same old dribble uh, when it comes to Izakai. Uh, he is overpowered, but like I feel like the way he portrays himself is actually. It's pretty. It's somewhat unique, and yeah. So give, give it, give it a go. Um, it, I would say give it at least uh, maybe three episodes, four episodes. You know what? Yeah, yeah. May, maybe four episodes. Uh, like to see if you like it before you give up on it. Uh, it's not the fastest uh, in the beginning, but it does. It does move along super fast in the beginning, but. Uh, once it does get going, it's it's a really good anime. Uh, right now, I think you can watch it on Crunchyroll. Um, personally, I'm watching it on Anna Anaplex or whatever it is, the free streaming site. Um, again, I don't have a problem with those, <laughs> obviously. Um, uh, yeah, so watch it, uh, stream it, whatever. Um, give it a shot. I, I really like this anime. Next up, we have uh, Amazon is doing a live action Shira. Um, here's the thing: we all know that live action stuff that comes from like uh, a animated basis doesn't really do that well, especially especially with anime, but like m with other stuff too. It, it has a very poor track record, so I'm not super excited about this. I'm tapering my expectations. I, I did love uh, the Netflix uh, animation of uh, She-Ra. And here's the thing. I don't think I need more from She-Ra. I, I absolutely love how they ended that one. That one, I don't need more. Um, now, they tapped uh, Nicole Castle, the producer of Watchmen. So this... To me, that symbolizes that they might be going a bit grittier, which would be weird for She-Ra. Um, I don't know. Uh, if it gets a lot of good reviews, I'll probably give it a chance, but uh, I, I can see this blown up in their faces quite easily. So, yeah. Just, uh, just letting you guys know. I don't think I'm going to be watching this one. Uh-uh. Again, it, it would have to get some good reviews for me to think of, or uh, to change my mind. All right, next up, Stranger Things. Uh, I put this up because I thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, Stranger Things Monopoly game spoils season four. <laughs> oh man, uh, who's your? Who's your source in that leaked information? Hasbro. Hasbro is my fucking source. Um, I love Stranger Things. Uh, not normally a huge horror person, but when I find something I like, I, I love it, you know? And Stranger Things is one of those ones that I just love. So I'm, I'm excited about season four coming out. Um, I really, I don't know what's going to happen because we have the dude who's in, who's locked up in Russia. We have Eleven who's uh, off, who, they, they took her who knows where. Um, I think the first half, because they're, they're separating the season, half is going to be, I think, this month, and then half is going to be uh, in July, I want to say. But, um, yeah, so... It'll be interesting to see. I think I think what we're gonna see is like them tr them finding out that he's alive, uh, and planning a rescue attempt in Russia, um, as the first half, and the finale will be them getting him back, and then the second half might be uh them trying to reunite Eleven with him because I don't necessarily think Eleven might be part of that rescue attempt. But my problem with that is then you you have to find her and uh, and get her to help within I don't know how many episodes it's gonna be but uh, 
yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Like, I, I love me some uh, Stranger Things, and I'm really excited for when it comes out. I'm gonna be watching that. That like, I'm gonna be binging that so fast. I I hope it doesn't do the the uh, oh, we're gonna release one episode this week. <laughs> I I hope it's bingeable. Let's put it that way. Um, and I will binge. All right. So yeah, that's about it for that. Um, moving on. We have poll of the week, and obviously it's going to be on only one poll of the week because Mister Mister Money ain't here. But yeah, uh, if you remember my very predictions, you will remember that I said something about Rogues Gallery. Um, I do think that it's going to get a variant cover at San Diego Comic Con. I think it's highly likely. Um, so I think this, this is an interesting book. It's, uh, by writer, uh, Hannah Rose May. She's making her writing debut, uh, and she's bringing on Justin Mason for the art, and also, uh, Declan, uh, Chauvel, Chauvet, Chauvet, ah. anyway, so he's doing one of the, uh, the cover arts, and also Tula Lote is doing a cover art, but, um, should be very interesting. Um, uh, here's the uh, here's the uh, plot points. Uh, the Purge meets Scream in a home invasion thriller that follows disenfranchised TV superhero actress uh, Maisie uh, Wade as she is terrorized by an unhinged group of intruders cosplaying as her day job's arch villains. If Maisie <laughs> Uh, Maisie, I guess it's Maisie, uh, is going to survive the night. She'll need to be the hero she has come to despise. So this sounds like an interesting uh, pl uh, plot. The art is obviously pretty on point. Um, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I do wonder if this is going to have legs because uh, hopefully they... Uh, they thought out the, uh, you know, the arcs and the series, but this to me sounds like one that might fizzle out, maybe. But I do, I do like the plot point enough to like to give it a try, and I think that this, I mean, it, it, it's one of those boom or bust comics where it's either gonna be really good or it's not gonna be around next year. So we'll see. Anyways. That's about it for us. That's about it for us. Um, or I don't know why I said us. Uh, let me just. Uh... Oh no. Um, oh, there it is. Okay. So stop screen sharing. Um, yeah, that's it for this podcast. Uh, thank you for uh, showing up and, you know spend some time with me um hopefully garrett will be back next week and yeah and remember like we really do want you guys to like you know converse with us and tell us what you want because we want to give you what you want so yeah have a good week and uh we'll see you next one peace out Thank you for listening to this episode of the Comic Vacation Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please think about following, ranking, and reviewing us on whatever platform you're on. Thank you again for listening, and peace out.